Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your host, Charles Curtis. I am sitting in this week for Hamilton Berry, who is at NHL All-Star this week. So, uh, Lucky I, Hamill. Yeah, hey. Lucky Hamill. Like, she's in Tampa. She's enjoying the, the beautiful weather. And me and my guests today are actually stuck up north, uh, uh, away from there. Uh, I am here with a living, breathing Eagles fan uh, who is also happens to be a great coworker of mine and a, a fantastic editor and writer for For the Win. The great Chris Corman. How are you today, Chris? Good, man. How are you, Charles? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, this funny game that we have coming up next week, this Super Bowl thing. Um, uh, and, and I wanted to bring you in because you are a lifelong Eels fan, if I have that correct. And I just wanted to kind of try to have you represent Eagles Nation a little bit, um, no pressure or anything, and just kind of talk <laughs> to me about what, how, you're, how are you feeling and how is, how is Eagles Nation feeling? Uh, well, to represent Eagles Nation, I would have to fight you first. Uh, that is that is the first thing we do. Um, no, you know, I think uh, this team is just, I mean, people in Philly are thrilled, obviously. Uh, you know, the vast majority of Eagles fans who are normal uh, workaday folks who just love the team. Um, you know, it's a really fitting team, I think, for, for Philadelphia. It sort of dovetails with how Philadelphians see themselves, you know, the underdog meme that, that we've seen. And uh, and really, they have, I mean, they've lost every, you know, they lost their best offensive lineman, they lost their best linebacker, they lost their freaking kicker, you know, and obviously they lost their, their MVP uh, candidate quarterback. Um, so, you know, I think that, that it's just, you know, it's been a little surreal. I think that the, just the roller coaster of it going from, okay, we're not, you know, man, we're going to be the favorites to, you know, Wentz is down, we have no shot to, okay, how did this happen? Um, so, you know, I think I think Philadelphia fans are just thrilled and just enjoying it. <laughs> and I hear your kids in the background. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and so what is it like raising an Eagles uh, fan kid? I don't know if you're, you're raising your kid's Eagles fan. Are you preparing them for, like, the heartbreak that, that this organization has dealt with over the years? Is that, you know, kind of part and part? I know that as a Mets fan, I'm you know, if my kid wants to root for the Mets, I'm going to have to prepare him for that. Yes. I mean, anytime that you are raising, you know, like that's a decision a parent has to make, right? Like I, I did find myself, you know, it was not until he was like, my son was probably two and I started like sitting back and thinking like, am I going to sort of like force my teams upon him? Will he just naturally gravitate towards Philadelphia teams? Um, you know, and what are the ramifications of that? Because it really, you know, other than the 2008 Phillies uh, be, being a, Philadelphia sports fan has been a whole lot of heartbreak. Um, you know, like I often tell people that the, you know, I was a teenager when the the Flyers lost to the um, Red Wings, and I cr I wept. And then you know, a few years later, the Sixers lost in the uh, finals, and I just got drunk because by that time I was <laughs> a college student. So, um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's. Uh, and we're in Baltimore, too, so, you know, he's, like, the outlier. Although there are a couple other Philly sports fans nearby, but there's always, like, Purple Friday at his uh, preschool, and, you know, I send him in there with an Eagles switch on or something. Uh, <laughs> so you're but, trolling. Oh, you're basically trolling early. You're starting trolling yes. early. I like it. Yes, exactly. That's but funny. I'll let, I'll let him make a decision when he's when he's old enough. There you go. Uh, the question I had then is, is what does a Super Bowl mean to Philadelphia that, a, a, you know, an MLB championship maybe didn't mean or meant differently? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, there, there's never been a Super Bowl champion in Philadelphia. So it's a, 
you know, and, and it's just such a rare thing. Um, you know, they went 80 a year before I was born, and then they went one other time when they lost to the Patriots. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's just the, the fact they've never been there, and, and the Eagles are such... I mean, it's just football, man. You know, you know this. It's this way everywhere. For whatever reason, the fact that they play once a week and it's on a Sunday and it really just becomes sort of a social gathering. I mean, it's really football is much more a fabric of a community. You know, it's it's just something that that people live their lives around. And and those that have tickets, you know, getting there to tailgate. Um, you know, so I just think that. Uh, football just sort of runs through Philadelphia the way it does many other cities. Um, so, you know, it would be tremendous, tremendously meaningful. Um, and and there have been good te- You know, Andy Reid was, a re- I mean, he remains a really good football coach who just could not get over the hump. Um, and so Eagles fans sat through that for, for years, for over a decade, and then had Chip Kelly. And for a minute, you know, literally, because everything Chip Kelly does is so quick, uh, it looked like Chip Kelly was going to figure it out, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, and it, that was going to be it, and and that ended horribly. Um, and then Doug Peterson, you know, our own Stephen Ruiz, who I, you know, I consider one of the smartest people out there writing about football, you know, had Doug Peterson as like the 26th best coach in the league. I mean, there's just there was nobody who was thinking this guy had it in him, um, other than the Eagles brass, I guess. Uh, but you know, just to see all that come together, it's it's tremendously meaningful for the city. Yeah, well, I, I've always talked about, and I've, I've been on the podcast before as the host, I talked a few times with, with various folks about, you know, different cities and, and towns being, you know, a, either like a football city or a baseball city or a hockey town. Um, right. I think Philadelphia, and I went to college outside of Philadelphia uh, for four years, and so I got, and I'm a Giants fan, so I got, I got a right. taste of it, and I realized <laughs> I would never wear my Giants jerseys anywhere in that vicinity because just, and we'll get into that too, Um but it seems to me that Philadelphia is a football town, because and and it's just you know like like the Phillies winning was was fairly meaningful um, to a lot of people who who watched the fight in Phils over the years. But the Eagles winning, you know, like the 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 people on top of, of poles and the you know the you know Broad Street getting shut down, like that would happen and tenfold, right? Like I have that right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be it would. I mean, I know you know there were people. I mean, many of my friends, not just like the outliers, but many people I know were booking hotel rooms to be in Philadelphia the day of or the day after the Super Bowl, just in case back when Wentz was healthy, you know, back, <laughs> back, back when they were, you know, you know, week 10 of the season, they were just like, wow, this, this could happen. I'm just going to book a hotel room just in case. Um, Cause it really would be the biggest party in Philadelphia. And again, the fact that it just like, it came out of nowhere. I mean, go back to the preseason predictions and nobody, you know, I think John McCain from the, the Houston paper had the Eagles and Patriots in the Super Bowl, but he was just a total outlier. Nobody, nobody else on that staff, you know, they had six, seven other people. Nobody else even had the Eagles in the playoffs. Um, whereas that Phillies team, that 2008 Phillies team, I mean, that was a great team that had come up through the minors. Like anybody should have seen that coming. Um, and, and that team probably underachieved in a lot of ways. It probably should have won more titles than it yeah. did. Um, so, you know, I think just everything about this, the, the way it came together. But, again, that's the NFL, right? Like last year, the, the Falcons had no business being in the Super Bowl, and they, and they should have won the Super Bowl. Um, so that, and that's one of the advantages, I think, that the NFL has over every other league is that it really is. Like you just do not know which teams are going to step up. There really is that possibility 
you know, we talk about spring training. It's always like, you know, we, we romanticize baseball, like spring training, everyone has hope. Like, no, they don't. Like, there's like, <laughs> there's like four teams that have hope, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, but football, it's just, you know, it comes out of nowhere. And, uh, and this Eagles team did that. So it's, it, w- it would be insane in Philadelphia if they, if they won. And, and how crazy would it be? And I've had this chat with a buddy of mine who moved to Philadelphia and, and, and me and a, a fellow New Yorker make fun of him because he, he, he got the, uh, he, he converted to an Eagles fan right away. But we've been asking him, and he said, you know, he, I think his theory is that maybe, the, the or, you know, the theory is that, like, Carson Wentz is, um, uh, you know, now that he's, he's been replaced by Nick Foles, there'll be a, a quarterback controversy that maybe the future is Nick Foles and not Carson Wentz. Is it, like, what's your kind of take on that as a fan? <laughs> yeah, well, we've been there before, right? Like, maybe <laughs> if Nick Foles was not, like, the guy who was supposed to be Carson Wentz before Carson Wentz was Carson Wentz, then... <laughs> Then there could be, but you know, I mean, the Eagles, uh, you know, gave uh, Nick Foles was amazing for a few months for the Eagles. Um, was setting rec, you know, was breaking Peyton Manning records. Um, so I, I think Eagles fans know, and that's sort of been the understanding all year too. Is like, you know, Foles is never going to be the guy. He's never going to be perfect. But like, if you can just get a little bit more good Nick Foles than bad Nick Foles, you know, you just need like fifty-five percent good Nick Foles. And this team, the way it's set up, could probably win. Um, and, and so I don't think there's any chance of a of a um, of a quarterback controversy happening. Oh, I don't my, either. My daughter, my daughter is running into the room. I don't know what she's what she's got going on. <laughs> All right, this seems like the perfect time to take a, a quick break, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, hear from our, our good folks at Mattress Firm with a, a little little sponsorship and and some some great jokes. So so here we go. Let's get the ball rolling, shall we? Everyone knows how important stretching is before an event. So does Mattress Firm, except it's your dollar. Your budget stretches far further when you're shopping at America's Neighborhood Mattress Store. It's a true home run, and you'll have a ball. They're the head coaches when it comes to mattress experience. But know this, they are more than mattress experts. They have a game plan that helps you transform your mattress into a bed, from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. They have you literally and figuratively covered up like your favorite cornerback. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening. They even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. Talk about a one-two punch, a knockout, if you will. Score big with a perfect bed. Head to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to get the play-by-play on how you can monumentally improve your sleep today, tonight, and tomorrow. We're back Charles, here. You you were the perfect guy to read that. I mean, did you write <laughs> that? Did they, did they have you write that? No, uh, uh, but I love reading it because it, it contains a lot of great puns, sports puns, which uh, everybody on For the Wind knows I love reading and writing and making, and I laugh every time I make them. So thanks, Mattress Firm. Uh, let's get back to the Eagles for a second. Um, what do you make of all these fans that you've seen, like, torturing Vikings fans uh, and doing all kinds of awful stuff? And, and like I said before, I was never going to wear my giant stuff. I didn't get half of what those those folks got. And now, like, there's, there's talk of Vikings fans having their revenge uh, in Minnesota for the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. I didn't know that. I mean— <laughs> I, I have a lot of family in Minnesota, so I know that like revenge for Minnesotans would just be like, "We made you a pie, you know, like <laughs> come into our home, we we will welcome you." You're like the nicest people in the world. Um, you know, I mean, 
I think Philadelphia's reputation is outsized of what it should be. Um, I mean, I think every sports fan base has idiots, quite frankly. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of it is, you know, I, I think what's a shame is that to a large degree, like Philadelphia, the city, you know, I, I think is a great city and it's full of great people. And <laughs> trying to find a, a, a nice way to say this, but... <laughs> You know, a lot of the arrests, a lot of the stuff that you see is coming from people who are not from Philadelphia. They are from the surrounding area. Uh, so, you know, perhaps that's an indictment of Philadelphia in another way. But, you know, I think we sort of always act like, you know, the city itself is is taking on, you know, it, it should be uh, what we associate with how the fans act. But, you know, fans come from everywhere. The fans, you know, Philadelphia fans come from small little towns in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Delaware. And, um, you know, so I think it's sort of unfair to say that Philadelphia itself is, is that tough. Um, you know, and I mean, it's the same thing with Baltimore, you know, many, many Ravens fans are not, they don't live in Baltimore city. They live in, uh, the surrounding counties. Um, so, but, you know, obviously the playing at the vet or, you know, playing at, the vet started it was really the the hardest part um and, you know was really the the thing that sort of made it seem like oh you know philadelphia is dangerous um but now i think you know you just i think people look for the idiots and they find those videos and there there are those people doing that stuff um you know it's yeah yeah you know, it's <laughs> i don't know what the, you know i think it happens other places but i think Whenever it happens in Philadelphia, it's going to be highlighted, and 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 I, I don't think that's bad. You know, I think that's I think rightfully so to some degree. You know, it should be pointed out so that it can be stopped. So other Eagles fans, I mean, it's really upon Eagles fans, right? Like if you see that happening, stop it. Right. Tell them not to do. It. <laughs> well, I also think that that Philadelphia's reputation is like it's it's become kind of cliche in a way, and I think the Eagles made fun of that a couple of years ago, or on Twitter, or a year ago. I remember t uh, uh, writing something about it. You know, when they when there was some radio hosts who who like made fun of philadelphians and and dropped all the the stories that you've heard over the years you know throwing snowballs at, at santa claus the jail below the stadium all those kind of things that you've heard over the years and i'm just sort of like all right we get it but you could also say the same thing about other fan bases you're absolutely right about that i think giants fans you know uh uh and jets fans particularly you know for for me as a new yorker i see that all the time and, you know, heck, we, we were caught throwing snowballs at, at people on the field, too. You know what I mean? So I think that that's part and parcel of, of fandom. But it's just like Philadelphia gets it extra hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the possibility that the Eagles will win and, and, you know, the city will show how amazing it is. I mean, you know, a lot of people were citing on Twitter the fact, <laughs> the fact that um, there were no arrests the night after the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it was... My daughter is mad that we're talking about Philadelphia in such a negative way. She's not even from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the night of the, you know, there were no arrests and, you know, it was mostly just sort of good, clean fun. I mean, as many people have pointed out, like, you know, <laughs> if, if if other people did that, you know, if, if non-sports fans were out, like, climbing poles, they would be arrested. You know, it's funny how we make this, we, we do make this uh, exception to, like, okay, a, a team won. A team won. So, a team won. So we're just gonna let you know. We're gonna let them climb the poles and do whatever they need to do. Right. Right. Um, exactly. But 
you know. But yeah, I, I hope so. I hope Philadelphia can change the narrative. That'd be great. Um, you know, but that's the thing is is can do they control the narrative? You know, like you said, it's it's become such a cliche thing. Um, and in some way, Eagles fans embrace it. You know, they, you know, writers in the Philadelphia Inquirer certainly write about it and joke about it, and um, you know, it's a known thing. So I, I'm not sure that it'll ever change. Um, yeah. We'll see. I, we'll see next Sunday. So I, I'm going to let you go because it seems like uh, you're busy. But I'll ask you one last question: uh, How are you feeling about the Super Bowl itself? Are you are you nervous? Are you excited? <laughs> how, how does Eagle Nation kind of feel about the Super Bowl coming up? Um, you know, that's. I, I think certainly having come this far, it's just sort of like, why not believe? You know, why not just uh, think that it can keep going? That that Nick Foles can retain the magic. That that Nick Foles of all people is going to be the one to thwart Bill Belichick. You know, and his genius. You know, I, I mean, maybe hopefully like somebody on the Eagles knows how to like magically catch a football with his helmet. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that before, uh, but maybe. But uh, but you know, I think you know it's the Super Bowl. It's you just you just never know. I mean. We're one year removed from 28-3. Um, so uh, I think just sort of expecting the unexpected to happen, and, and the Eagles should be right there. You know, I think that this team has come through enough that they're they're going to match up pretty well. And, and the offense is, you know, it's very multifaceted. Um, it's the sort of thing that, you know, I, I think they did a lot of different things early in the year because they had Wentz and they had Sproles. Um, so they've sort of had to evolve, which is what you want from a Super Bowl team, is one that's still sort of growing and changing a little bit. Uh, you know, they added the Jahi late. So I think that there's still some wrinkles that they can throw that, that maybe Belichick hasn't seen. And then the defensive line is just so, you know, they run eight guys on the defensive line, which is, you know, fairly unusual to have eight competent players, at that, you know, that, that you can sort of get after the quarterback and, and – um, keep those guys fresh, which the Falcons couldn't do last year. And it, that really, they wore down as the game went on. So, um, you know, I think Eagles fans are hopeful, but, you know, it's Tom Brady, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone's saying. All right, I, but one bonus question then, because you said you cried when, when uh, you know, back in the day. What do you think your reaction will be if they win the Super Bowl? I, I will be in Tyson's corner with you, and my uh, reaction will be to probably just write a bunch of posts, I would guess. <laughs> I, so. I, I went through that when I worked for for The Daily, which is a, a no longer in existence, uh, right. way back when. The Giants won, and I had to write and work, and I was just – I jumped up and down in the newsroom, and I, I hugged some people, and, and then I, it was down to business, and I got to celebrate the next day. So, uh, yeah, good luck to you on that. Uh, you can follow Chris Corman at Chris Corman. That's with a K. Uh, well, his first name is Chris – Last name Corman with a K. There we go. Uh, on Twitter, he does some awesome NFL stuff and other stuff for For the Win. Uh, so check his stuff out. Chris, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, sorry that my daughter made so many cameos. But uh, no, that's a great thing. It means that, that the For the Win podcast is adorable. So thanks, everybody. For <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Thanks.